welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Um, I want to speak this morning um, about the discovering the plan of God for your life, discovering how God leads you and how he works through you and there is something that we all have to go through there are three r's that we have to go through and that's um restoration um i don't i don't even know what they are actually i'm so <laughs> i'm so thrown i'm gonna have to find them because i i can't think reconciliation restoration and reformation that there are things which god has to do in our life there is a reconciliation there is a restoration and there is a reformation and all of these are words used a lot in church but God is working all of those processes and he needs to work those processes in our life and they work simultaneously together but there are different aspects in which we need to understand what God is doing and how he's building and working through us how he's leading us through these challenging moments and how we how we come to a place of of strength and how we come to a place uh, in Ephesians chapter four it speaks about how God structures the church and until the and then eventually in in four um, verse eleven I'm I'm doing this by memory now um, that, um, that that it says until we all come to the unity of the faith uh, it's speaking about until we all until we all grow up basically that's what it's saying until we all mature. And we get to that place of settling, that, that God is leading us to that place of settling. In other words, there is a journey that leads us through to that place. And, and that journey, in that journey, is um, we, we speak a, going through a journey, being on a journey. That's a very, uh, that's a very um, 21st century church language, isn't it? And, and uh, we speak about this journey as if we're on some wonderful adventure and every day is a journey. And, and, uh, but the reality is of this journey that, that what God is doing is he's dealing, with our, um, he's dealing with our inadequacies, he's dealing with our pride, he's dealing with our rebellion. And I was speaking a few weeks about, ago about how God for the power of the Holy Spirit to, to, to be revealed in our life, God puts into, into a place called waiting. Do you remember me saying that? He takes us to a place called waiting. He's, he said to the disciples, he breathed on them, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he says, wait until the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In other words, there's a receiving of the Spirit and a baptism of the Spirit. And those are two different entities, the two different works of God. And in the middle of those is something called waiting. And the waiting is important because the waiting deals with the issue of sonship. It deals with the issue of the heart. And the thing about waiting is that in our own mind, we think we're waiting for God to do something. But God's the ones that is waiting. (laughs) We think we're waiting, but really what we're doing is we're in a place where God is dealing with the attitude, the rebellion, the, the immaturity, all of those heart things. God's dealing with all of those things until we're able to receive the, the, the infilling and the empowering of the Holy Spirit so that we can carry the weight of it. Because l- let me tell you something. When you see, if, if you ever receive something that you can't carry the weight of, it will crush you. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, it would be, how many of you have ever taken on a job you're not qualified to take on? It's like you've been in a position of responsibility that's beyond your stretch. You know that it would be extremely um, just a very difficult thing to do and, and the weight of it can break you and crush you and see God doesn't want to destroy you he wants to build you up and, and his glory and his purpose and destiny for your life can crush you if you're not mature enough to carry it yeah. Yeah. so what he wants to do is he wants to get us into a place where we are mature and we are capable of walking in this and the the wonder and the glory and the grace of God is that in the process of being immature, he doesn't tell you to grow up and, and stop being a child, but rather he's accepting of our, our childishness. He's accepting of our immaturity. He even uh, He's understanding of our sinful nature because he's already created um, the, he's created the environment that can deal with all of those inadequacies that will lead us into a place where we can find his grace being manifest in our life isn't that astounding that that in all of those things that god is he's not he's not bothered by your sin i i need you to understand he's not bothered by your rebellion he's not bothered by any of those things why because his son died on the cross to deal with them it's a victory that's already been attained all he needs to do is to get you in line with that so the purpose for your destiny the purpose for your life has already been established what he just needs you to do is to to agree with him yeah and to agree with him is to get you in line where you can receive the fullness of the power of God working through your life. We're going to read through a scripture that is perhaps one of the most uh, common um, scriptures uh, that we do, uh, that we've done in church. And there have been some seasons where we seem to do, them, do this particular scripture all the time. And we're just going to come back there today. So in Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, 11 to 32, we're going to deal with the prodigal son. And for the sake of time, um, we're going to cut it short. So verse 11 says, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them he said to the father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them his livelihood. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and sent him to his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants and he arose and came to his father but when he was still a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and the son said to him father i have sinned against heaven and in your sight and i'm no longer worthy to be called your son you know one of the things about reconciliation the first thing that you've got to understand is that the journey that we're all going through every person in life is going through even if they do not know jesus every person in this city is on a journey where god wants them to enter into a place called reconciliation yeah. Yeah. 
Everybody is on that journey. How do we know that? Because the Bible says that God wills that none should perish, but that all should receive eternal life. Everyone can receive Jesus Christ. It's our responsibility to help every single person that is in this, uh, that we meet. It's our responsibility to help them just step one step closer into understanding that God has ordained a path. He's set forth, he's predestined a pathway of hope and salvation for all of mankind that they may come into a place called reconciliation. And the Bible says in Corinthians that we have the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, reconciliation starts in your life even before you've started your rebellion. Your reconciliation has already started before you started your rebellion. Here's the, 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 the amazing story of reconciliation for the man for the son who, who went and he says, Father, give me, give me these possessions. Why? Because he wanted to go off and live what, uh, what the Bible calls a prodigal lifestyle. He wanted to live wild. He wanted to live excessive. Um, Cheryl and I were in Monaco um, and uh, there was some fairly excessive lifestyle there, wasn't there? And uh, there's some nice cars. I, I'm just believing Jesus. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was some nice Ferrari. Oh, and uh, so you just and you hear the roar through the streets, and it's the streets are so, the, the city is so compact, and and they it makes everything loud. And uh, uh, there, there was some there was some fairly prodigal living. I think the Lord would want me to have. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm still talking to him about it. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me, that nearly went down the lungs. <coughs> Wow. And um, that was the Lord punishing me. And uh, so. <laughs> and. Um, but here is, a, here is a young man that wants to live a, a, live a prodigal life. And, and he says to his father, Can I go? And his father says, Yeah, sure. Now, understand this the father is not in agreement with the son, but he is on a journey of reconciliation. And for him to reconcile, it's not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) You know, your grandkids have inherited the gene. Everything's funny. And and, uh, um, the, the Holy Spirit, he allows us to be foolish because he knows that our foolishness will lead us back to a place of repentance. See, the rebellion's already in your heart anyway. He's just got to get it out of you. And it's not that we should sin or is it that it's okay to sin, but it's the fact that the Father has created a capacity of whatever we do, there is a way back. And so, see, we, we get bothered. We get bothered by events that happen in life. We get bothered by the events that are happening in other people's lives. Here, let let me give you some advice. Let me give you parents, young parents of kids. Understand this. Celebrate your children's life. Encourage them. Motivate them. Spend time. Give them wisdom. But understand this. If you put the life of the Spirit of God on the inside of them, you've created a pathway in which God can lead them into reconciliation. They can come home. You've created a life where they can come home. Well, will they go off at some point? Quite probably, they're human. Mm-hmm. Ever done anything stupid? <laughs> Gerald's told you about some of our wild days. <laughs> I, I have a list of regrets. 
it's a, it's, it's a very, very long list of things I've said and done in the wrong moment, at the wrong time, places. It's just like, just wild, just, just wanting to live, get most out of life. And all of those things, I found the Holy Spirit was constantly leading me back. Why? Because I discovered that I have a Father in heaven who actually loves me. You know what we've got to do for this generation? We, we need them to understand there is a Father in heaven who loves them. If they know that he loves them, they'll want to go back. If they think he's angry with them, they're going to want to keep away until he's cooled down. <laughs> My relationship with my parents was, was always good because they were always so, they always created a pathway in which I could just come back and talk to them. So there was never any feeling or fear of rejection. And in, in that environment, I discovered that the Holy Spirit has given, he never rejects anyone regardless of their foolishness. See, God is on a journey of reconciliation. And here is the thing that we need to understand with our life. Whatever decision-making process that you have made in that, God has a pathway of reconciliation back to him. That even if you've chosen the wrong path, the wrong path... If you turn your eyes toward the Lord, will lead you back to him. Isn't that extraordinary? You see, all pathways do not lead to God. But all pathways in repentance will lead you back to God. Isn't that extraordinary? That you see, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, for, for all things, all things that happen to us shall work for his glory. All things. What things? Well, all things. How many parts of those all things? No, all things. All things. Well, wait, wait. what about the really bad stuff? Yeah, that too. How can it work? Because God's grace is so sufficient, his salvation so powerful, his glory so incredible, his redemption so pure, that regardless of what the depths of man's sin, there isn't anything we can invent or do that can lead us to a place where we cannot find our way back to him. And here's the deal. And in, with most Christians, we're not talking about, or people in church, we're not talking about rebellion or, or sin so much, but we're talking about hurt, we're talking talking about attitude, we're talking about offense, and we're talking about disappointment. And those depths can, can lead a person as far away from God as, as some kind of prodigal lifestyle can. Yeah. 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 I've seen more people run away from God because of hurt and offense than I have because of drug, sex, and rock and roll. In fact, I don't know anyone who's come away <laughs> because of those three. In fact, in drug, sex, and rock and roll, they nearly always do find God. I go, <laughs> it's, it seems he, he's at the party. Again, he's getting. If Alice Cooper can get saved, anyone can get born again. You don't trust me. They, there is a pathway of hope. But here's the thing: we allow hurt, disappointment, all kinds of offense. We allow those things to lead us on a pathway. But the Holy Spirit is one working a journey of reconciliation. In other words, he needs you to understand if you're housing hurt, if you're housing disappointment, if you're hosting that, that offense within your heart, that is still part of your growing up process and he wants you to come to a place of reconciliation within your own heart and go, I need to come back to God. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the amazing thing that the Holy Spirit has, 
is, is allowing you to go through what you're going through. He will even allow you to make stupid choices. Because if you're going to make the choice, he'll let you do it. Because he needs you to understand how stupid it is. Some people just don't get. They just don't get it. They just need to do stupid things. I think we've all had those moments. It just, I just need to find out how fast this car can go. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> there are lots of stupid choices we can make. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is like, yeah, okay, you can do that. You'll come back and we'll have a chat after. <laughs> but I know you need to do this. I don't want you to do it. But I think you're going to understand something more when you do it. Isn't that incredible grace? Isn't that extraordinary? That he doesn't reject us in those moments, but rather he's allowing us to discover how much we need him. It says in verse 17, It says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? There is a work of restoration. The work of restoration always starts in the pig pen. The work of restoration always starts in the pig pen. I've used this example many, many times. I've spoken about how you take a steading and you turn it into a house. There's a lot of steadings around here. And all the steadings used to house cows and um, hay and they were just messy old places right and, and someone comes along and they stand in the midst of this messy old building and they go this place is beautiful it could be an incredible house see that's what the Holy Spirit does when he stands in the middle of us he, he stands in the middle of this mess and he goes this place is beautiful I could build an incredible house there wow. what happens is he puts a revelation in your life, in the midst of your own mistakes, he will put a revelation of what your life could look like. Mm-hmm. And it's always in the midst of the greatest mess. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something which is so incredible? The see, see, restoration, when God restores something, it's always better than it was before. Mm-hmm. He needs you to understand the journey of restoration if you're going to walk in the greatest plans and destiny that God has got for your life. I, I feel like I just need, want to stop right here. I feel the Holy Spirit just saying, there are people in this room, you're going to discover what it is to lead multitudes of people to Christ. You haven't done that yet. I just, I just feel the Holy Spirit saying, there are people in this room. And, and here's the reason why I think the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Because some of you are looking at the mess of your life or the, the disappointment of your life going... I've, I, this is just not going to happen. But I believe there are people who you've desired to see many, many people saved and just build a church, but you haven't seen, and you've seen nothing happen. And God is saying, I'm going to build something so incredible through you that he needs you to understand you're going to see a number, multitudes of people giving their life to Jesus. Father, I pray right now, let your spirit just touch in those individuals right now those individuals, let your spirit just minister something very precious and let them begin to see that the message of hope that is on the inside of them, that they can live an effective and powerful lifestyle. Reformation, that's the last point. Reformation. 
We've got reconciliation. We've got restora- reconciliation, restoration, and now we've got reformation. And ref- the difference between restoration and reformation is that restoration is the building of something different. Reformation is the doing of something different. Yeah. All right? So the doing of something different. So, so we, we go through a restoration. We get built to be something different. But reformation is the, is the shift that happens that changes the way we behave. And so we must understand that there must also be a reformation. In other words, we change our behavior. And here, um, this reformation um, begins in verse 20. It says, and he arose and came to his father. Verse 20, and he arose and came to his father. In other words, he stopped doing what he was doing and he changed. He made a, a shift. He made a change in his lifestyle so that he could see a difference happening. In other words, he came, he went away proud and arrogant, but he came back, he came humbled by his own foolishness realizing that he has a father who at the very least will let him be a servant. He knew that his father was gracious enough to at least make him a servant. And, and yet his father would, was never going to accept that as a deal because when you're a son, you're always a son. When you're a child of God, you're always a child of God. And, and here's the incredible thing, that, that if we will walk as children of God, we can receive the fullness of of what God has got for us. It's all about, as I said before, it's about sonship. He came home as a son and the father went to greet him and treated him like a son and and not a servant. You see, when you step into reformation, you step into the revival of your own life Mm -hmm. because suddenly you're now walking as someone who can inherit the fullness of what God has got for your life. Mm -hmm. And, and, And here's the deal. See, See, what we tend to do is that we tend to live every day the same, with the same mindset, same attitude, same frustrations. But we must come back to the Father and go, Father, I, I, I repent of, of my attitude and my offense, but I receive from you the grace and the fullness because you said that I was a child of yours. And if I am a son of yours, then I am a receiver of the inheritance of everything that is in Christ Jesus. And yeah. so let me just walk in that. Lord, let, let the cloak be put on me again. Father, if there is a signet ring, let, let it be placed. Lord, I, 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 I want to carry what it is that you have invested for me. Yeah. Here's the amazing thing about the, the prodigal son is the Lord had a cloak. He had a ring. He had the shoes and he had it a fat half. It was all waiting for him. It was purpose for him to come home too and here's the thing see see God has got for you something that you can have he's he's purposed it for you but you can only have it if you go through a reformation of the way you live your life in other words you, you you grow up within your heart and you step into the fullness of what God has got for your life and and understand that that the journey we are going through is always a process of these these three things are always happening simultaneously as we we because we don't like just grow up and suddenly we're we're magnificent people <laughs> That's not how it works. There there are aspects of our heart and aspects of our attitude and and aspects of the the things we see and we come to God and we get it in part. 
And then we, we turn around and there's something else and we get in part, but slowly but surely, as the Bible says, we are being transformed from glory to glory. So God has purpose for you. A reconciliation. And in that reconciliation, he will allow you to make mistakes. A lot of people ask, why didn't God stop me? Yeah, that's not how it works. What are you going to learn? What, what, what will you learn if you live in cotton wool and God protecting you from everything? He will allow reconciliation even before your rebellion. And then he will lead you to restoration where he builds within you a picture and an image of what your life should look like and how you could live and how more magnificent it is and will be than it was ever before. And then he will lead you to reformation and reformation is where you turn into and you change into the child of God that you're called to be. You start living that life. And in that place, you can receive the signet ring, the cloak and the sandals. And that is the place that God wants to take us. Thanks for joining with us. For more information about events, service times and how to connect with us, visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.